When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Saturday Session Cricket Update. Thanks to Razine for expert paint and colour advice. Welcome into another edition of our cricket show here on the Saturday Session. Lovingly, affectionately known as Swinging Both Ways. Brought to you by RPGG Rights and Turf, right? No? My apologies. I've read the wrong one, isn't it? That's really embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. Sorry, Finn. Um, of course, it's brought to us by our magnificent friends at uh, Resine for expert paint and colour advice. Time to paint. Get quality finish with Resine Paints, decorating Kiwi homes since 1946. We are two games into the Cricket World Cup. Mr Grant Elliott, uh, for those who are listening to this online in the future, uh, Grant touched on uh, the potential makeup of the New Zealand side in our talkback hour, if you want to go and check that out. But uh, we'll talk about the Black Caps win over England, talk about Pakistan's win over the Netherlands, and then sort of maybe forecast the tournament, who's looking strong in your mind. Uh, Grant, really good job by New Zealand. The bowlers just chipped away. Uh, England looked like they were getting away on a number of occasions, but didn't do so. Even more impressive for, for me, three front-line bowlers is essentially they rolled out there. Yeah, I think that when we looked at the makeup of the side, like I said, I was at a, um, a launch in, in Auckland, with New Zealand cricket, I heard prior to the game that um, obviously Williamson wasn't going to play, Southie wasn't going to play, and then East Sodi had an issue as well. So we were down to only 12 in the squad. Uh, so we were lucky we, we even fielded the players we did. Luckily, no one else went down, but Trent Bolt opened up. He bowled well. Um, they looked like they were getting to him early, though. It was yeah. brilliant as his 10 overs went on, the way not he pulled a, it back. Not as much swing, probably quite a true pitch. I was quite nervous about playing England on a true pitch. always said that. I, I said if it provided a little bit more either turn or swing or more test conditions, I think that we're, we can beat any team in the world. Um, but Matt Henry, for me, was, I mean, he should go close to player of the, the, the match. Just we, we don't give him enough love, do we, as far as the one-day cricketer that he is. No. 130-odd one-day wickets at, at 25, an economy rate of tick over five. Yeah. and we, In modern-day cricket, they're amazing numbers. Yeah, amazing numbers. But he came on and he was given that role of, okay, we really need a wicket now. And he generally did produce. He got the first wicket, got the first breakthrough. Um, and that was Milan. Um, when they were just on 40, they were flying after seven and a half overs. But it was the wicket of Joss Butler that he got uh, in that, you know, leading up to the death overs. You're in overs sort of 31, I think, uh, from uh, memory, or 33. You go 33.2. Henry came on, nicked Butler off. Butler was looking amazing. He, he had just got um, uh, through to 43 or 42 balls, and that's what Butler does. He sort of just, now he, he nurdles it around with the odd explosive shot, and then when the time's right, he launches. And he was just setting the game up nicely with Joe Root. So when Henry came on, got that wicket, then all of a sudden players come in towards the back end. You want new players coming in. They were batting with Joe Root. We then got Joe Root, who played that reverse sweep. 
Um, he played it a number of times, reverse lapped. But I told you about it, Daniel. Like, it's a risky shot. When you've got so many shots in the closet, why do you choose to play one of the riskiest shots? And he came off with that reverse lap and reverse sweep a number of times, but that's the third time I've seen him get out to it now. Is it always premeditated, that shot? Because it uh, looked like it was premeditated to me in this instance, and a great judge of that, I think, is the, the length of the ball. It's so full. It's premeditated in terms of you know that you're going to be turning around and turn your hands around, but not premeditated in which one you're going to play, whether it's going to be a lap or actually right. you know, try and whack it. Um, and, you know, it was, uh, it was Glenn Phillips. He was an Wait, unlike, He got two hero. huge wickets. Yeah, and we spoke about the need, need for offspin. So he got two for 17 of his three overs. Massive, like Mo and Ali as well. So bring the offspinner onto the left-handers. That's what you want to be able to do. I was at the event with Michael Bracewell, and obviously with his injury, that's been massive loss for um, New Zealand going into this competition with a bit of balance because you've got Ratch and Ravindra and you've got Satna, two left-arm spinners. You don't necessarily want that. Ratch and Ravindra has been given a lot of overs leading up to this World Cup. He went for 76 of his 10. So as a bowling unit, I'd give us a, a pass. But he got Harry Brook out after going 4-4-6. That's another big moment. But Mitchell Santner didn't concede a boundary in 10 overs. I think, I think teams just look to milk him, you know. I think he's one of those, those bowlers. He ended up getting two wickets. But he's, he's just so smart. He doesn't turn the ball a huge amount. But it's more through the air and the pace that he bowls. And, it's a fine one-day bowl. And he bowls to his field. That's what he does do. And he, he attacks the stumps. So I think he'll be someone that, I mean, teams have looked to try and target him, and it hasn't worked. I think that you just look to try and milk him. He goes for his, you know, 50 of 10. Then, you know, as long as there's no wickets, then you're in a good space. So 283 is the target. After England finished 282 for the loss of nine, New Zealand lose Will Young, first ball of the second over, caught down the leg side. You know, it's a bit of a rubbish way to go. Oh, it's horrible. But after that, two players you know well, uh, you played with, uh, you've, you've been... Hey, we've all sort of marvelled at how easy international cricket looks to Devon Conway, but Rachin Ravindra, in a lot of ways, is the story. The one he, you've been pumping up his ties for a long, long time. We've been waiting for him to blossom, but that, that was a spectacular World Cup debut from a man who's just twenty-three years of age and got a massive future ahead of him. Mm. Let's uh, let's go back eighteen years ago. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a good story. Don't don't tune out because it won't be a long story. But 18 years ago, I arrived in, in Wellington, and I went to the indoor nets, and there was this young kid who I think he now, he's 23, I think, Rachin. Five. 20, he's 25? He's 23, but 18 years ago, yeah. he's five. Yeah, so he's five. I was going to say I thought he was six. So there's this five-year-old, and he's about that tall, Daniel. He's about meter meter at best, and he had a thigh pad on that almost covered his whole body. <laughs> And his dad, Ravi, I've been trying to get hold of because I actually wanted to try to get him on the show just to talk about <clears throat> how hard he worked with Ratchin. But he was throwing balls to this kid. And I was watching this kid play and I was like, that, I mean, that's full on. Like, this is full on here. This is, you know, the, the Williams sisters type scenario and Tiger Woods type scenario. And dad's like working him over and he's pulling and cutting and driving and I was like, wow, that is a, he's a serious player. I Even at five, he'd look yeah, like a player. I wonder if, yeah, he had the technique and, you know, he just looked the part at that age. And, um, yeah, 18 years on or, you know, when I first saw him play uh, club cricket and 
international first class cricket and all of that you you look back at those moments and you go wow you know he's put in the work but he also travels to india to train so he does go in the winters he's been to india and in india if you want to get you know bowlers bowling at you for six hours you can the story of Sachin Tendulkar preparing for test match he said he wanted to prepare like he played so he used to bat for two hours and then take a break he would take lunch and you have obviously drinks in between and all of that and then he'd bat for another two hours and then he'd take tea and then he'd bat for another two hours to finish the day just so that he could get used to test cricket so you can go over to India and you can you know get that sort of service and Ratchin has put so much in and I don't think leading up to this World Cup, for me, he hadn't lived up to his talent or expectations. Yeah, like too many great-looking 30s, a great-looking 40s, 50s, 60s. It's about learning and going big like he did. Yeah, and so I think there's two things from that innings that we can get, and it's not just this innings, it's probably the the warm-up innings where he got 100 against Pakistan, is that when you're in this Black Caps environment for a long time, you're going to get better which shows that it's a, a fantastic environment for our young players to be in. <clears throat> so if we can identify them early, put them that in that environment, and not, not put them in a position where we're setting them up to fail, which is, I felt like we used to do that for, with New Zealand cricket a lot. We used to find the silver bullet solution to our team, throw them to the Wolves, and then they wouldn't perform, and then you'd kick them out again. Is they've, they've been really good with Ratchin in that he's been in this, a number of squads now. He's played that all-rounder role batting at six bowling, and um, he's been lucky to be elevated up the order, which is where he's best suited. He's best suited in the top three. He's probably more an opener, um, and he showed that during this game. So what that'll do for his confidence, and we were talking off-air about that, is that you don't believe you can do it in international cricket until you do it. You can fake it till you make it. You, you can really feel like you're the part, but mentally, until you actually create an innings, or carve out an innings like Ratchin did um, just the other day, then, um, you know, your confidence isn't quite sky high. Now you can shake that monkey off the back, and he will be way more relaxed with his place, way more relaxed with where his career is going, because he knows that he can do it, um, and against a, a world-class team as well. Yeah, when uh, people like Anil Kumble are coming out and describing him as like a young Euro Singh, in India, uh, his life's probably changed now. Um, the cricketing world has stood up and taken notice of uh, a player that we have long thought very highly of. Uh, long may it continue as to where he plays um, in this lineup. Um, only time's going to tell with Kane Williamson uh, looking to return. Does he go to the opening spot? Does he continue to bat in the top order or get pushed down to the middle order? Uh, we'll deal with that in good time. All right, we're going to power through the other teams here, Grant Elliott. Um, Next up, it's Afghanistan and Bangladesh. Oh, is there a semi-final contender in either of those? No, no. But it'll be a really fascinating, interesting match. Good Dharma, game though to watch. Dharma, that Dharmasala, one, one of yeah. the lowest scoring grounds, isn't it? Yeah, lowest scoring grounds, close to the um, close to the the monk, or who's the the Dalai Lama, <laughs> the monk, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Apologies. We're full of culture here. <laughs> uh, South Africa and Sri Lanka. There's definitely one semi-final contender in this game, right? Um, or is it two? South Africa. No, South Africa. Well, Sri Lanka don't have their best player. You know what? I don't know with South Africa. South Africa, for me, is so hot to cold. I actually don't know. I'm, I'm not. They've got power at the top. They look like yeah. they've got, you know, the death overs with the bats sorted. 
Yeah. I, I think there's a lot more helium in South Africa than four years ago. Yes, oh, definitely. Way more helium in them uh, now. But I just don't feel like they've had their combinations correct at a long enough time leading up to the World Cup. And I think you need that. Okay. I think they're still trying to find their combination, especially with their batting. And obviously, Klaassen's massive 100 against Australia. That's a wow. big tick. So um, they're, they're buoyant at the moment, and they'll believe. But I think the benefit of South Africa in this World Cup is they're flying under the radar for the first time ever. I think that they're a team that no one expects to do as well, whereas normally they're the ones that everyone expects to be in the final. Uh, those two games go today, by the way, at 6 o'clock and 9.30 respectively. Tomorrow night, oh, we're going to get no sleep over the next few weeks, are we, Grant? India, Australia. Not semi-final contenders, final contenders. Genuine final title aspirations. India's, India's tournament to lose, I think. I just think India, you know, in their own conditions, I just think that they're world-class. Australia have recently played a series against them, so that holds them in really good stead. Um, I think, yeah, my top three, India, Australia, England, those were my top three. England would be knocked out the first game. That's fine. It's a pool game. They can recover from it. Um, but, you know, you look at the way New Zealand played, you'd have to say that they've gone right up the, the odds on the, 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 the bookies, uh, in their bookies' books. So you had uh, genuine top three, and then the other three, maybe South Africa, but definitely New Zealand and Pakistan, who got a win yeah. uh, in the second game. Uh, had to fight hard um, after Netherlands did a very good job in the power play with the ball. Three down for not many. Um, they ended up getting 285 and winning comfortably enough in the end. You can dream on, you can dream on that bowling attack. And what some some quality you know one day players like Barbara Zam, Rizwan, you know they're going to be out there near the the leading run scorers in the tournament. I would have thought. Yeah, there's one player they're missing, Pakistan, and it's a massive one. It's Nasim Shah. He he got injured just before the tournament, so that was a huge one because their bowling attack. Everyone would say arguably the best bowling attack in the world, but now you're looking at it. They brought back Hassan Ali, performed all right, but Hassan Ali isn't the same Hassan Ali that was you know four or five years ago. He's had a few injuries, back injuries, but Shane Shafridi, obviously, and Harris Ralph. You throw in that Nassim Shah there, they look very dangerous, but they're still looking good. Um, what I would say, uh, top three batters for them, massively important. Bakr Azam, Imam Al-Haq, and Babra Azam. They, when we played against Pakistan, those three batters were in the top five of the world rankings, ODI, and they fly under the radar. And Rizwan too is thrown to that mix who comes in at number four. He's yeah. a pretty darn fine player too. But what I did want to say about the Netherlands, your team, Daniel, that you're backing to go far. Um, uh, am I? <laughs> no, we're just big Dutch fans, right? Come up, Jongers. I just want them to lose their next game. Come up, Junger. Uh, they are not easy beats, the Netherlands. Playing New Zealand next up, ladies and gentlemen. There's some names there. Buzz Delader, he's an exciting player. Colin Ackerman, who um, he was playing for Leicester, he might still play for Leicester. He's got a lot of experience in county cricket. Max O'Dowd, who played for Auckland a little bit. Singh got 50. They're, they're not bad. And then our very own homegrown Logan Van Beek, you throw him in there with Roloff van der Merwe from South Africa. Um, they are not as poor as they have been in previous World Cups. It's the thoughts of Grant. Elliot will continue to follow this uh, World Cup closely in a quarter past 11, 20 past 11, roughly about then.
uh, all in association with Brazine. Uh, we will have Swinging Both Ways as we talk all the big issues of the Cricketing World Cup week. That was Swinging Both Ways with Rosine for expert paint and colour advice. Time to paint, get a quality finish with Rosine Paints, decorating Kiwi homes since 1946. It is 26 minutes away from 12 o'clock. We're going to talk Bathurst uh, in a few minutes' time. But just a reminder, ECNZ is the home of the Rugby World Cup. Let's look at our Rugby World Cup schedule 2023 with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. We've got a monster couple of days coming up. Tomorrow morning, our coverage um, of Ireland and Scotland coming your way. 8 a.m. kickoff. Join myself and... Uh, Christian Cullen for the call of that one. That will determine who New Zealand will play in the quarterfinals. New Zealand have finished second in their pool after France's 60 points to seven win over uh, Italy earlier today. So 8 a.m. tomorrow. And then on Monday morning, it's just another knockout game. It's it's like a play-in to the quarterfinals. Argentina and Japan. We've got full coverage of that one from 8 o'clock. Yeah, but that is our Rugby World Cup schedule with Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. 25 minutes away from 12 o'clock. We're going to be caught catching up with a man who's got a very, very, very important but very tough job ahead of him tomorrow. It's the great race, isn't it? Uh, the Bathurst 1000. We're going to catch up with Jimmy Smith, uh, SNZ host, who's uh, calling the race. It's going to be a tired boy tomorrow night. We'll be uh, joined by him after this.